This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's round two of the US Open men's singles. So I've just landed in New York. I'm going to come on and tell you about my trials and tribulations in a little bit. But before that, I'm going to say joining me. Uh, who's coming here next week. Look at the weather forecast when you come in. Sure, it's going to be sweltering. It's Sean Calvert, our senior ATP Tour handicapper. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been luxuriating in first class or anything today. But um, yeah, apart from that, all good. Yeah, you, you seem to have been enjoying the... Enjoying the commute today, from what I could see. It was a very lovely flight. Um, British Airways staff looked after me very, very well. Uh, champagne on request. Fantastic. Bucks fizz, though, for me. Uh, couldn't make my mind yeah. up what I wanted. I went for Bucks fizz. So uh, and then we had a nice three-course meal, as you do, uh, afternoon tea. Right. As Fantastic. you do. But, I'm not sure I'll be but, doing that on Friday. With the very same firm, incidentally, there'll be a distinct disparity in uh, in travelling class. But let me tell you one thing, though. Um, straight out of security, American airports, usually a nightmare. They ask you loads of questions, fingerprints, yeah. all kinds of things. Straight out of security, no problem. But an hour wait for the taxi that I booked because the traffic coming into out of Manhattan was uh, was horrendous. And arrive at my hotel, straight outside the hotel building. You can hear it from where I am now. I'll show you some videos a little bit later. I'll put it on the Instagram story and on our Twitter account. There has been a huge burst water main Three blocks along from Times Square on 7th Avenue. Absolutely carnage. Uh, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to get in and out of the, the, the road here. The, the, the journey was terrible. They should see the hole in the, in the ground. It was it's horrendous. But uh, anyway, look, arrive like nice and safe. If you haven't watched any of the tennis today, what's it been like? What are the conditions like? What, what's your take from uh, what, the, what you saw today? Uh, it looks pretty. It looks like pretty typical uh, sort of US Open conditions, really. It doesn't look overly quick to me if anything i'd say it was i don't know from my own sort of eyes it, it looks a, a shade slower um usually averages sort of 79 percent holds of serve 72 percent first serve points won uh in the three years on, on that's been on a lake hole prior to this but after 32 main draw matches this year it's it's, it's slightly down on that 77 percent holds and 71 percent first serve points won so it certainly isn't at the moment playing uh, certainly isn't playing quicker than previously it's previous years it's if anything it's playing slightly slower but you know as you said it's going to heat up um you know, towards the labor day weekend um you know conditions will probably get a little bit quicker if that's the case but at the minute i would say it's um it, it's no more than a medium paced hardcore this really yeah and the the weather conditions tomorrow aren't so good a little bit of rain around and obviously as well for Thursday, there's two games, that, two days that I'm going to the tennis. It's going to be a bit of rain, so uh, that might slow it down a little bit more. But uh, any takeouts? Anyone you've seen so far in the opening round that you've watched so far? I thought you know what they looked good. I mean, Novak Djokovic it did Novak Djokovic things, but he didn't play anybody of any note. But uh, anyone you no, thought, was, you know, he's he was still really good though, Djokovic. Even for a you know, it, it's Alexandra Muller. Okay, he's not 
he's not expected to to really test Djokovic, but it's still that was a we'll come on to him in a minute. I'm going to talk about his match, but yeah, very very impressive performance from him. Um, very easy match as we expected for for Daniel Medvedev. Um, Aslan Karatsev actually was 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 playing fabulously well, beat Yuri Leheka in straight sets. You know, if he keeps that level up, Karatsev, which he probably won't, but if he does, you know, it, that it could be an interesting sort of dark horse in um in that third quarter of the draw, which is which we talked about on the on the show, which has got Casper Rude in it and it did have Holger Rune, but of course he lost. No no massive surprise that he didn't go particularly well at this US Open given these injury problems. Um slightly surprised. Obviously he lost to someone like Kabash Bayana on a hard court, but he obviously isn't fit still, is he, Holger Rune? Um so that quarter for me is wide open. You know, if Karatsev carries on playing like that. Like he played against Lehacker, then he's he's got a decent chance of getting through that third quarter. But it can come off the rails very quickly, can't it, with Carazzo? But yeah, it's been some some decent performances, some not so good performances, quite a lot of injuries and stuff flying around. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting opening twenty four hours for sure. Yeah, we're recording this now on uh, Tuesday, day two, afternoon uh, in the states, evening in the in the UK. There are matches going on currently. Head to the Bet Rivers website. You'll see all the in play there for the first round. But this podcast here is focusing on tomorrow. This is Wednesday's matches on the first set of matches on round two. And it's, uh, it's the top half of the draw. So we've got five matches. Is it five or uh, six matches? It's six. It's, I haven't got a notes here in front of me. Should it's five uh, matches? It should be five. Yeah, unless you've, you've stuck one in that I didn't I'm know just about. I was going to make one up. I was going to okay. make one up just to That's... sort of throw a curveball in there. But we've got five matches we're going to talk about. Uh, the first couple we're going to talk about are going to feature some very, very heavy favourites uh, and some very one-sided matches. According to Bet Rivers, Sean might disagree with that. He may agree with that. We'll find out over the next 25 minutes or so. But the first match we're going to talk about is Stefan Alcitsevas, who's up against Stricker. Now, Alcitsevas was pretty impressive uh, in the first round match against Ryanich. It was a dangerous opponent, but Ryanich was nowhere near at his best. Uh, he's a heavy favourite here, Alcitsevas. Minus 770. Stricker is plus 525. They've met once before on the grass in Stuttgart. And since uh, I won that fairly, fairly easily, I remember playing the over on the totals in that match uh, and I didn't win. And it was a quite an easy win for Sitsamas. The spread here is six and a half in the Greeks' favour. Uh, and the total is 35 and a half. Now, that to me looks a little bit low, Sean. I know you've given reasons why you, you, you're not really a, a totals better. You like to look at other markets of uh, uh, sort of. Around if you're going to get, you're going to play you over the sets instead of the total games. But Stricker is someone who is very good for a tiebreak usually, and Tsitsipas is quite a slow starter. So my lean in this one is for the over 35 games at minus 115. Um, are you on the same wavelength for me, or are you are you, are you disagreeing on this match? Yeah, same sort of th- uh, of thought process. Um, first thing to say probably is that Milos Raonic was really poor um, against Tsitsipas. He, he served at 46 percent first serves, which gives himself no chance, really. Eight aces, but eight double faults uh, and 48 unforced errors in three sets. So, you know, Sitsipas will, will come off the court as he always does. He's not he's not he's not shy of bigging himself up. He'll probably say I didn't see the interview, but he probably said, yes, I played great, uh, which is what he normally does when he's won. Um, but, you know, a, a Milos Raonic has barely played in two years, serving at less than 50 percent and in errors every every other shot, you know, OK, Fair enough, Sitsipas. We're very, very pleased with that, but not great from Raonic. I just think this is about Sitsipas. If Stricker serves well, I think he's going to have a tough time returning that left-handed serve of, of Stricker's. If you can compare it to... It, it's a similar sort of situation to the Ben Shelton match that he played 
in Cincinnati, and and he didn't even Sitsipas didn't even uh, create a single break point chance against Shelton. He won it seven six seven six, but there was not a sniff of a break point in that match. He hadn't got a clue what to do with that that Shelton um, serve, and anyone that can kick a kick a serve up high with decent pace to to the backhand of um, of Sitsipas is going to give him trouble. You know, Raonic didn't do that um, in a poor serving performance in the first round. Yeah, looking at what Sitsipas has done so far this hard-court summer, as I said, he didn't create a single break-point chance against Shelton. He didn't break her cash either, and he didn't break Monfils. So he's managed to break a roundage that was very, very you know, below par, but I just think Stricker can do a similar job to, to, the, to what Shelton did to him with that left-handed serve, make it tough on the backhand side. You know, he qualified well, Stricker, and then beat the inform Alexi Popurin, who's who's been playing well in, in recent months. And, months. and he did it by punishing the backhand side. He, he knew that Popurin's backhand was weaker. The left-hander is able to to concentrate most of the traffic that way. And I think that's what he'll do against Tsitsipas. Um, going back to that match that you talked about in Stuttgart, Stricker actually did win 88%, a very big 88% of his first serve points against Tsitsipas in, in, in that Stuttgart match. But he didn't, he didn't make enough first serves and he was not as good off the ground then as he is now, he only won 22% of his second serve points in that match, Stricker. That's what let him down. So I feel like he's better, a better prepared Stricker this time. If he serves well, he's got to serve well. He didn't, he didn't serve particularly great against Popper. And I think he only made 54% of his first serves. He needs to get that up around sort of 60. Um, if he does that, I think Sitsipas will find it difficult to break him. Certainly at first, I've gone for over 10 and a half games there in set one. That's a plus 200 chance for Bet Rivers. That sounds a great price, plus 200, over 10.5. I like that play indeed. I like the 35.5. I think the idea of going the angle, being a tight first set, is definitely the way to go in this one. Since the pass is the heavy favourite, but we think Stricker will give him problems. He is a big server. He does play a huge amount of tie breaks, and games and overs is definitely the way to profit in that first match of round two that we have covered for you here. Remember to head to the Bet Rivers website. They'll have all the markets available. We don't know the order of play yet, but it'll start 11 a.m. Eastern time, the matches. We don't know the order of play. It's a little bit later today, but all the action will be 11 a.m. Eastern time start. The next match is uh, an extremely heavy favourite, as you would expect. Novak Djokovic, an unbettable favourite. I begin Sebastian Morales, who's plus 1,700. Uh, Sebastian Morales has had an awful year on, uh, on Hardfoot. Sorry. He's only won one match, and that was in the first round here. He lost six matches. And he's up against a Djokovic who touched on uh, earlier in the show how impressive he was. I know he didn't have much to beat in Miller in round one, but the manner of Djokovic's win, a uh, six-love set, a uh, very dominant. Could have, you know, he could have probably won the second set even more convincing as he did. Uh, the crowd went wild when Muller won again. Uh, Djokovic is here, his first match back since COVID, obviously, and he's got a point to prove he won in Cincinnati as well. Uh, the market is obviously extremely favourable in terms of Djokovic here. Minus uh, 10.5, the spread, minus 106. And the total is 26.5. Now, Sean, I'm one of these people that, over the years, always wanted to get with a dog, plus 10.5. When he got to double figures, I always wanted to get with a dog. But it never usually works out like that. Nadal used to win by a lot more. Alcaraz wins by a lot more. And this Djokovic here now, I'm, I'm actually thinking of bucking the trend and getting with Djokovic minus 10.5, which would have been unthinkable uh, years ago, given how poor Sebastian Morales' year has been so far. And at 26.5, I can only be an under-better rather than an over-better. Um, am I crazy? Or are you with me on this one? It's it's not often that I like these these sort of bets, but a lot of people will, and I am quite tempted with this, actually. I just, I'm just not sure how Zapata Morales is going to win 
games against Djokovic on a hard court. You know, he he doesn't have the weaponry to do it. His serve is really weak. It's not like he's gonna he's gonna kind of the serve's gonna help him help him through service games. That's it's it's not gonna happen. Djokovic is gonna be in in every point of this match um, on this Zapata Morales serve. He doesn't have a particularly big ground game either. Zapata he normally wins his his matches with durability, winning lots of long rallies on the clay. Um, perhaps being the better physical condition than some of his opponents on the on the clay. Pretty consistent, you know. Doesn't doesn't miss much, but that isn't going to be good enough against Novak Djokovic. You know, Karen Kashanov played Zapata Morales at the Australian Open earlier on this season, and he he won by ten and a half games on the handicap. I think he finished it six love. Um, so Kashanov can do it. I'm pretty sure Novak Djokovic probably could. Finished in twenty seven games that that Kashanov match, and that was only because the first set I think went, the first set went to a tiebreak or seven five. First set was was close. The second two were certainly not. Let's look at what Zapata Morales has done away from clay at main level in his career. Six wins, twenty two losses. So that's a 21% win rate. His service points, one of return points, one total is just 92. And he only wins 33% of his return points, which is, you know, pretty poor. Um, only held serve 70% of the time and only broken 15% of the time for a whole break total of 85. You know, Muller only won five games against Djokovic in round one. I, I could see this being either the same or potentially even worse for, for Zapata Morales. I'm just not sure how he's going to, Win win games. I, I'm really not. I, this could be a a very heavy win for Djokovic, assuming he plays uh, to a similar sort of level as he, as he did against Muller. I, I could see Zapata Morales throwing the towel in as early as the sort of second set. You might be able to get in play six love set something like that. I, I could definitely see there being, there being a six love in this. Um, I just don't see how he's even going to keep this close to Zapata Morales. My, my my thought here it just it just scares me. I just, it, it doesn't sit well with me. But Djokovic minus ten and a half games. Um, that was a one point nine five chance when I looked at this earlier on. That would be my my thought in that one. I'm just a bit I'm a bit skittish about these sort of bets. But that would be what I'd be looking at here for sure. I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. It's minus one oh six to ten and a half, twenty six and a half the totals. I just can't see how I can go over. Uh, but also, like, it goes against every rule of my betting philosophy. Yeah, that's what puts me off. But I know a lot yeah. of people will will want to do this, and I, I, I couldn't put them off because I, I just don't see how Zapata's going to win games. But are we old school? Are we old school? Are we thinking about like the games matches years ago when they'd be six four six four, and then we, well, you know, the Pete Sampras's of this world and Roger Federer's this world? I mean. We might be. It may be a rule that has changed now. I think people who've been betting Alcaraz minus ten and a half and nine and a half and the Dow in recent years, and obviously now Djokovic as well. They're probably cashing back in the day. It may not have been the the, the case, but uh, it's just it's like under football bet. I'm an under total goals better. Everyone bets overs and cashes now. Well, I can't. I can't bet. It's something about that. I can't. I can't do. It. I have to bet the unders. But I, it's something about the heartbreak of seeing a 95th minute goal going that cashes your uh, loses your bet. It's a bit like that with this market, but really on the form we've seen now as a Matamaranis this year, it's impossible to see how he can challenge and how that 26 and a half under can't cash in the 10 and a half. But uh, no official bet, Sean, just, uh, just a lean because of that sort of attachment that we can't do it. Yeah, it's a mental thing with me, I think, but I think a lot of people will be keen on either the, un- either the unders or the, or the minus 10. It just seems like a massive handicap, but I, I, I can't see, I say I can't see the battle winning game, so that will be my my lean there for sure yeah okay that's uh next match we're going to talk about is the american in action it's the number two american i believe tommy paul 
Uh, he's minus 290, number three American. Uh, Tommy Paul, he's the 14th seed, minus 295 up against Saffelin, who's plus 230. The head-to-head is 1-0 to Saffelin, but that was on clay uh, in Madrid this year. So that's not Paul's best surface. Uh, Paul is a favourite by four and a half on the spread here. Uh, you can bet Paul mi- uh, minus four and a half, minus 134. Saffelin plus four and a half is plus 104. And the total is 37 and a half. There's a lot of people, uh, Sean, Talking up Tommy Paul this week, a lot of tennis betting experts I've spoke to on social media, a lot of people I've spoke to in the UK, think Tommy Paul could go deep here and come through a surprise in some big matches and maybe even potentially win his quarter. It's going to be tough for him, but uh, he is in the easier part of the draw. Um, Do you think he's going to have any problems today against a man who leads the head-to-head against Saffelin? I think he's pretty short, Tommy Paul. He doesn't have a particularly great record at the US Open. He also lost, by the way, to Saffelin at US Open Juniors, which you probably don't have on the head-to-head because it was quite a few years ago. Um, beat him in straight sets, Saffelin at the US Open Juniors. I think he was back in 2014. Well, that's obviously not relevant to now, almost 10 years later. But either way, Saffelin's beat him twice. They'll they'll both know that. They'll both remember that. Um, so Saffelin's not going to be concerned about playing Tommy Paul. As I said, he doesn't have a particularly great record yet at the US Open, Tommy Paul. Three wins, five losses, and a service point. This is in the main draw. And a service point to one return point to one total of 98. And a service hold break total of 95. So he's, his record so far, you know, it's not great at all um, at this particular tournament. He actually took five sets to beat Zapata Morales, the aforementioned Zapata Morales. Took five sets to beat him last year here, Tommy Paul. And in the eight matches that he has played at the US Open so far, he's only won one in less than five sets. And that was when he beat Travaglia yesterday in the first round here. Um, so he's got a lot of work to do if he's going to improve on his, his US Open record, which isn't great. Um, Saffron should fancy this. You know, he's, he's coming off a Wimbledon quarter final. He, he's had a, he had a bit of time off after that and he had a couple of bad results, really. Should have beaten Nicholas Jarry in the first match back that he had, which I think was in Cincy or Canada, one of the two. Um, setting a break up, managed to lose that one to Jarry. Then he lost a really bad one at Winston-Salem to to uh, Juan Manuel Sarandolo. But, you know, he, having had having tasted the, the quarterfinals of a major, he should be coming in here, you know, fancying this. Got no pressure on him at all. Tommy Paul's got all the pressure on him. He knows he can beat Tommy Paul, beating him before a couple of times. Um, I think this is going to be tight. I think this could be another long one. Um, I, I just can't have Tommy Paul at minus money to win it, either 3-0 or 3-1. That just seems... Very, very short to me on the basis of what he's done at this tournament so far. So I've taken Saflin plus one and a half sets here at um, plus one, one, four with Bet Rivers. Saflin plus one and a half at plus one, one, four, given his record at Wimbledon. And Tommy Paul's poor record here at the US Open. But it could be a public play. Tommy Paul, as I said, a lot of people bigging up his chances. The public could be getting behind him. American in New York, it could be sometimes. I keep telling you, all the American viewers and, and listeners here, Bet, don't bet with your heart, bet with your head. And uh, Saffling at plus 230 probably is the value. But uh, the bet here is Saffling plus one and a half sets. Uh, so Paul, Paul does win 3-2. We're all happy, aren't we, Sean? Sure. Uh, let's go on to the next one. It's Manorino up against Marazan. Now, Manorino is the more experienced opponent. He's had a lot of problems with injuries this year. He's minus 295. His record on, on hard isn't that great. 13 wins from 24 matches. Marazan is 3-3, three and three, but he did look quite good in his first round match. Marazan is plus 225 to win this match. Marazan, many people would know him because he beat uh, Carlos Alcaraz at, uh, in the Rome in Italy at the Italian Open. Um, but since then, hasn't really done anything. 
Uh, Marazan is a favourite here. Uh, sorry, Marazan is an underdog here, and he's a four and a half underdog on the spread, and the total is 36 and a half. Um, that Marazan win over Alcraz, was that just a shock win that you just have, or was that showing what his true potential is like? Because if he can rep replicate that form, he's certainly going to give Manorino some problems here. Yeah, he's got he's got good weapons, Marazan. Um, I just wonder if Manorino will be a little bit overwhelmed by the, the pace and power coming at him from Marijan. I watched quite a lot of his match yesterday against uh, Richard Gasquet in the first round, Marijan. Should have won it 3-0. I think it's just the lack of experience on, on the Hungarians' part that he didn't manage to win it 3-0. He was two sets up and he led 5-3, um, couldn't serve it out, ended up losing that set in a tie break. Similar situation in set four. He was he, he served for the match again in set four. Again, couldn't do it. Had to go to a tie break, lost the tie break. Um, ended up winning it in five. But he, as I said, if, he, if I think that's just a bit of a lack of experience at this level. I think if, you know, a few years down the line, he would have won that match 3-0. He was hitting with too much power, too much depth, too too much precision for Gasquet. Um, and he also threw in a few drop shots as well. He obviously plays a lot on clay. Um, decent touch. You know, if you're if you are someone like Gasquet who likes to kind of stay deep, um, that's his kind of default position. You know, he exposed that that court position very well. If you hit him with a lot of power, it make it was sort of making Gasquet want to stay deep, and then he was chucking in the drop shot. It was all too much for Gasquet. He should have won it in straights, as I said. Manorino doesn't have a particularly great record at the US Open either. Um, 12 12 win loss, never passed the last 32 at this particular tournament. Um, service points one return points one total of ninety nine at the U.S. Open. You know it's it's all very very average, um, and he's not he, he's not a particularly quick starter. I've said this before on on this show. He's he's often a very very slow starter in matches. Manorino, he's only won the opening set um, at the U.S. Open in under twelve games once in his last ten matches in the main draw of the U.S. Open. He's lost the opening set six times in his last ten matches at this particular tournament. So a slow starter. Never met Marijan before, so it might take him a little bit of a time to adapt and get that kind of crafty style of his going. Um, just to lean on this one, but I like the idea of backing Marijan to win the opening set at um, plus 150 with Bet Rivers. If Marijan does win the first set, it makes the in-running play betting very, very interesting. Remember that Bet Rivers have an offer on the in-running play that is below us on the screen here. It's a, that's, it's a match bonus on your bet up to $25 uh, in play uh, on the on in matches throughout the US Open. So the offer is running on the ticker below us as we are here. Also remember to head to Bet Rivers website. There's uh, about 42 different markets. So there's no better website across America for tennis betting than Bet Rivers. They have more markets than anybody else. And this is the place to be for tennis betting. Uh, final match, uh, Zhang against Rude. Now, obviously, Casper Rude has um, got to the final here last year. Um, surprisingly, he got to the final, in my opinion. I don't think he's had anywhere near as good a season as he did last year. Uh, and we spoke about him as someone who um, we were shocked that he'd potentially be a world number one. He's a heavy favourite here. He, he, he had the opportunity to be world number one. He's a heavy favourite here up against Zhang, plus four, uh, minus 480. Zhang is plus 350. Uh, Rude has won their only previous encounter. But that was at the French Open this year, which you would expect Casper Ruud to get the better of Zhang here. But Zhang is a decent opponent here. Um, and he beat JJ Wolf in the last round. I know it was a long match, but um, he beat JJ Wolf here, which was a great win for him. I'm really surprised by how heavy favourite Casper Ruud is here. And I'm very heavily surprised that Zhang is a six and a half underdog. I know he's minus 141, but even 
getting five and a half star and more favourable odds on the ticker. You can move that across. I quite like that. And the total is 36 and a half here. Um, I, I want to get with Zhang in some capacity. I, I think Rude is, is beatable here. Yeah, I'm not convinced about Casper Rude that he'll he'll win easily. He'll probably win, but I'm not convinced that he's going to win this as comfortably as these odds suggest that he, he will. I mean, he's played 14 completed matches in his career at the US Open so far, and he's only won three of them in straight sets. So immediately, I'm thinking potentially overs. Um, let's have a look at the ones that he did uh, win in straight sets. Has that gone off my screen? Um, they're not against great players, generally. It, it, one of them was against lucky loser Yuichi Sagita in 2021. He won in straight sets. The other one was against Carl Edmund when Carl Edmund was world number 601 last year. He won both those in straight sets. And the only other one he's won in straight sets at the US Open was against Berrettini when, last year. I think he was in the quarterfinals when Berrettini had an absolute shocker. Um, Rue just uh, mopped up mopped up the um, the rest of it there to, to win it in straight sets, mopped up the errors from Berrettini. Um, and in those 14 completed matches, Casper Ruud has only won the opening set eight times, and three of those eight were on a tie break. So he ha- he does tend to be vulnerable early at the US Open. You know, the conditions, again, they're not particularly quick. I'd, I'd like them to be quicker to to, to really oppose Casper Ruud. I think they're, they're, they're playable for Casper for Ruud. Uh, as you said, he played Zhang on his favoured clay um, at the French Open earlier on this year. Zhang was a set-up in that one, won the opener, and he was 4 all in the second, um, Zhang. And then he started to make some peculiar shot choices. Started doing a bit of serve and volley. And it, I think his, his his discipline kind of went and he didn't really play particularly the right way from, from there on in. And that allowed Kasparu to get his forehand back into play, which is obviously what he wants to be doing. Because prior to that, it was Zhang that was... I watched this match. It was, it was Zhang that was at least the equal, if not the better, in the backhand to backhand exchanges. And and Rude couldn't really get his forehand in. But then, as I said, Chang started to make a few tactical errors for me and it, it all went a bit wrong for him from then on in. He's got a very, very good kick serve, Zhang, that he can use against the Rude backhand to good effect. Um, the thing that would worry me is the fact that he had to go the full distance against against Wolf, having, like Marijan, having wasted a chance to win it in straight sets. He was He was two sets up and a double breakup in the third set in that match, Zhang ended up going all the way to five sets. And that might, you know, that might cost him physically because he, he had a, I think he had a physical problem in Winston-Salem last week against, um, against Fuksovic. He had a bit of a problem there. So that, that would slightly put me off the fact that he had to, did have to go five, but if he's fit, you know, Zhang to win the opening set at a price of around two to one um, with Bet Rivers. I think that's, that's a, a decent, um, a decent spot. It's, it's, it's a lean for me, but it's, it's one that I, you know, I quite like. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the question mark, isn't it? The big question is whether he can come back, bounce back from that epic match against Wolf, which is obviously not only physically, but mentally draining on him as well. And to play an opponent like Rude is obviously uh, a much tougher arse. So, but I, th- I, th- I, I like the six and a half. I, I know it's minus 141, but I think it's, I, I'll, probably, I'll probably play that six and a half. And I may even have a little bit of a save at five and a half. I think this might be competitive. And given those stats you said there about the amount of long matches that he's played Rude here, he's... He, you could, could throw a set in, which will cover the six and a half. You've been great shape if Zhang does take a set, at least one set. So some interesting uh, ways of looking at the matches. These matches, I remember, are tomorrow uh, on Wednesday. It's the start of round two here in New York. 
Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning, uh, New York, American time. We'll be looking at the second round matches again in the bottom half of the draw. Uh, there's four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, which is going high up in the uh, podcast chart. So thank you very much for that. We're in the top 10, both in the UK and in the US. You can download, uh, you can subscribe to our Bet River Studio YouTube channel, and uh, we're getting some great views on there. So thank you very much for watching the show there and also subscribing. Just click the bell and you'll be notified on every time any bit of content drops, not only with the tennis, but all the European soccer leagues as well. And the Premier League uh, is back again in midweek. And the Champions League, uh, the draw for the group stages, is on Thursday. So there's a huge amount of soccer action on there. And you can also follow us on our Twitter handle, at Because We Win. And you can also follow us on our uh, Instagram handle, which is also at Because We Win. And you'll see me living up in first class on a British Airways flight. And you'll see me chatting to some workmen trying to repair uh burst water mains on Times square living the dream living the dream uh anyway yeah. Sean, thank you very much just give us a quick uh, recap of uh, of your official picks if you could yes um the first one over 10 and a half games in the opening set of sits pass against stricker that should be around about plus 200 um with bet rivers that one and the second one the official play taking safflin roman safflin plus one and a half sets um, against Tommy Paul to beat Tommy Paul, that's plus one one four with Bet Rivers. So there you go, two bets, two nice prices, uh, lots of leans. And uh, remember to head to the Bet Rivers website; they'll have a load of different markets on all those matches for the second round. The second round action starts tomorrow, and we'll be right across it here at Bet Rivers. Take care, Sean. All the very best, and I'll speak to you again tomorrow. <laughs>